Coffee and Devotions. It is a Tuesday morning, uh, July, let's see, July 21st. Man, I'm all out of sorts here. This is where every weekday morning at 9 a.m. and on the weekends before my kids wake up, you and I, we get together, we have a little bit of coffee, we get into God's Word, and we grow in our love for the Lord together. And this year, 2020, we'll make it through all the Gospels. And this morning, we have a big chunk ahead of us. So let's go ahead and jump into Mark chapter 14, beginning at verse uh, 53 and going down through verse 72. Let's have some coffee, pray, and get into God's Word. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you so much for your Word. We thank you, Father, for the rich blessing it is to hear of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Father, we pray that as we read these words, that they would fall upon soft hearts. We pray that you would use your double-edged sword to cut even to the dividing of soul and spirit, joint and marrow. Lord, that you would teach us, rebuke us, correct us, and train us. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's go ahead and get into God's word. Mark chapter 14, beginning at verse 53. And they led Jesus away to the high priest and... With him were assembled all the chief priests, the elders, and the scribes. But Peter followed him at a distance, right into the courtyard of the high priest. And he sat with the servants and warned and warmed himself at the fire. Now the chief priests and all the council sought testimony against Jesus to put him to death. But they found none. For many bore false witness against him, but their testimonies did not agree. Then some rose up and bore false witness against him, saying, We heard him say, I will destroy this temple made with hands within three days. I will build another made without hands. But not even then did their testimony agree. And the high priest stood up in the midst and asked Jesus, saying, Do you answer nothing? What is it these men testify against you? But he kept silent, answering nothing. Again the high priest asked him, saying to him, Are you the Christ, the Son of the Blessed? Jesus said, I am. And you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the power and coming with the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his clothes and said, What further need do we have of witnesses? You have heard the blasphemy. What do you think? And they all condemned him to be deserving of death. Then some began to spit on him and to blindfold him and to beat him and to say to him, Prophesy. And the officers struck him with the palms of their hands. And then our next portion, verses 66 through 72. Now as Peter was below in the courtyard, one of the servant girls of the high priest came, and when she saw Peter warming himself, she looked at him and said, You also were with Jesus of Nazareth. But he denied it, saying, I neither know nor understand what you are saying. And he went out on the porch and a rooster crowed. And the servant girl saw him again and began to say to those who stood by, This is one of them. But he denied it again. And a little later those who stood by said to Peter again, 
Surely you are one of them, for you are a Galilean, and your speech shows it. Then he began to curse and swear, I do not know this man or whom you speak. The second time the rooster crowed. Then Peter called to mind the words that Jesus had said to him, Before the rooster crows twice, you will deny me three times. And when he thought about it, he wept. Well, this is a very interesting two parts of the of the history of Jesus being crucified. This is uh, crucifixion is is the end of the story of Jesus's death. Obviously, not the end of the story, but here we what do we find is is we find uh, we find Jesus on trial. Jesus on trial before the Sanhedrin, so before the council of elders and chief priests. This was a building that would have been right at the south end of the temple, a long building right along the south end of the temple. And as they are there, what's going on, right? Jesus has been betrayed. He's been arrested in the middle of the night. He's been taken to this court and they ask him all sorts of questions, but there's, but there's conflicting witnesses. Remember that the law required the testimony of at least two or three witnesses before someone could be condemned. And, and there's all this constant bickering back and forth. Nobody can agree on exactly what he should be condemned of, on what the charges are. But we find something that they get really close with. And what do, we, what do they say? They, they say something close to what Jesus said but they, they mess it up just a little bit, right? Uh, we heard him say, I will destroy this temple, verse 58. We will, I will destroy this temple made with hands, and within three days I will build another made without hands. Now, this is not exactly what Jesus said, okay? And we need to recognize when, he, when it says, I will destroy this temple. They're standing on the south end of the temple. They're pointing to the physical temple. But that's not what Jesus was talking about. Jesus was not saying that in three days he would destroy the physical temple that they were looking at, but he was talking about his own body. And that at three days it will be raised again. See, even that, that, that conflicted with each other. So what does the high priest finally stand up and ask? Well, he says... Are you the Christ, the Son of the Blessed? And it's interesting what Jesus says. He says, Ego eimi. I am. And then he says that he is the Son of Man. He is that one that Daniel prophesied who would come in glory. He would be God's Christ. He would be the one who would bring in judgment in the nations. He would be the one who would come at the final last day, at the end of the millennium. It would be Jesus Christ himself. And at this, when Jesus makes himself God, when he says he will sit at the right hand, he is saying that I am God. We might miss this, right? But ego eimi sounds a lot like yikyeh. I am. This is what God calls himself. The great I am. Jesus is taking this title upon himself. And what does the chief priest do in response to this? Well, he rips his robes, right? And he's furious at, and, and this is blasphemy. 
Why do we have any other need of witnesses? And what do they do? Then they begin to mock him. They blindfold him and they hit him and they spit on him and they crucify him. So what is this section about? Right now we need to ask ourselves, okay, so we've understood, we've gone through the story, but what, how would you summarize this in one sentence? Well, I think in the margin of my Bible, I would write something like, Jesus is tried and condemned. That's what I might write in my Bible. Would you write something else? How would you write up this section? Well, the next part is pretty clear. This is Peter's denial. Right? If, if we go to that next portion, verses 66 down through 72, it would be Peter's denial of Jesus. Three times he denies Jesus, two times with the girl and one time with the crowd. Now, it's just interesting for me to point out that the last time Jesus responds to them, they say, you must be one of them, for you're a Galilean. Your speech says so. This is extremely similar to if someone came up here. We're up in Iowa, but if somebody came up here and they say, uh, y'all got any grits for breakfast this morning? He would say, you must not be from around here. I bet you're from down south. Right, this is, yo, hold on, right? So Galileans, somehow, their dialect was a little bit different, and they could tell, but what happens? Peter denies Jesus three times. It was Peter who just before, remember when we looked at, Peter said, even if I have to die, I will never forsake you. And Jesus said, verily I, speak, I say unto you, before the rooster crows two times, you will deny me this very morning. And Peter these words are drawn back to his mind, and he understands. He remembers what the Christ had said. So, what is this section about Peter denying Christ? Well, now we need to ask ourselves, that's our A, what is this about? What B, what is the best verse to summarize these sections? Well, I think in my Bible, I'm going to underline verse 72 from my Bible. For that section, second section, and for the first section, I'm going to underline Jesus' testimony about himself. I am, and you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of power and coming with the clouds of heaven. Now, if this were a Bible study, you and I would go there to the book of Daniel and we would study this further. I would encourage you, if you want to read this section for yourself, you could go ahead and go to the book of Daniel and you could find out about the Son of Man who comes in the clouds. Uh, but we're, we don't have time for that. This is just devotions. If you want to spend more time delving into that Bible study, feel free. Well, now we need to ask ourselves, see, what are we called to do in response to these words? What are we called to do in response to these words? Now, we're getting long here, and I, if you've made it this far, feel free to hit the thumbs up button to let me know you've made it this far. But we need to ask ourselves, what are we called to do in response to this? Well, I think there's a number of things. Like, like most of the time, this is a, is a historical narrative. right? This is telling us the history, the true history of what happened with Jesus. But how do we see these principles playing out in our lives? Well, do you believe that Jesus Christ is truly the Son of God, the only begotten of the Father? Do you believe that He is the propitiation for your sins? Do you believe that He is God Himself, that He is ego a me? 
Do you believe that he is the great I am? Do you believe that he is able to take away your sins? Do you believe that he is the son of man who will come in power and glory and might? Do you believe in Jesus Christ? That would be where I would first take us to and ask you. And the second is like it. Not just do you believe it, but will you confess it before men? Will you be like Peter who will deny the uh, son? Or will you be like the restored Peter who would be willing to die? Because indeed, Peter would die. Indeed, Peter would be martyred. If church history is right, then Peter would have been hung upside down on a cross and crucified. Upside down. Let me ask you. Would you be willing to confess Christ? Is he so glorious to you? Is Jesus so much your Lord, your master, your God, that you would be willing to lay down your life for him because he already laid down his life for you? Can you say with the Apostle Paul, for me to live is Christ, but to die is gain? Do you know that at God's right hand there are pleasures evermore? Let's, let's go ahead and pray that way this morning. Lord, we pray that your Holy Spirit would indeed well up in us such a hope in Jesus Christ. But Father, that we would know him, that we would love him, that we would confess him. Thank you, Lord, for humbling yourself and becoming in the form and likeness of a man. Lord, for serving us, for saving us, for being our atonement, our reconciliation, for ransoming us, for redeeming us. Father, we pray, Lord, that we would serve you with all of our hearts and love you with all of our souls. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, may God bless you today, and may he give you peace. Bye.